Hi, I'm Alex Rubit, and you're listening to Grace to Your World. If this is your first time joining me, this ministry is all about providing you with an understanding of the grace of God, which will empower you to change your world and to live the overcoming life. You see, God wants us to live in victory. Yet in order for us to do so, we must have an understanding of His unconditional love and His unmerited favor that has been made available to us through the finished works of Jesus Christ. And so I truly believe this is going to bless you today. Now to find out more about our ministry and to access other free resources, simply head to alexrubitministries.org. And with that being said, let's get into today's teaching. It is, it is relating to God in a performance-based mindset. You see, I, I'm going to show you from Scripture here tonight, and, and we're going to get into this some more uh, in the coming weeks. I'm going to show you that the law of Moses produces sin consciousness. It makes people more conscious of the areas where they miss it. You see, and sin consciousness is always going to block a person from being confident in God. You see, I, I want you to understand, guys, that, thank you, Lord. You see, uh, how, how, do you, how do you develop strong faith? How do you uh, walk in faith? How do you get rid of unbelief? I want you to understand that unbelief really oftentimes comes out of, out of a sense of condemnation, out of a sense of, of, of I'm not good enough, I'm not measuring up to this, you see. Uh, maybe a sense that I, I don't deserve this, you see. Faith really comes out of you understanding who you are in Christ. And guys, how many know that, that, that if you're in Christ, you're the righteousness of God, amen? Uh, you're the righteousness of God, independent of, of your performance, you see. You are righteous, Glory to God, not because of anything you do. No, you're righteous because of what Jesus has already done for you, you see. And so you walking in your identity as the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus is in direct opposition to you operating in sin consciousness. And I want you to understand that strong faith comes out of a person uh, out of a person who has a sense of their righteousness of God in Christ Jesus, you see. Uh, and, and so whenever there's, there's sin consciousness, faith is, is automatically weakened, you see. And guys, one of the big reasons, like I said, is, is the law. It's really this pattern of the law. <laughs> this is why I'm going to keep preaching this. I'm going to keep going into and, and showing you and dissecting, guys, how the law, the Bible says the, it's, it's the curse of the law, how the law empowers people to fail, how the law keeps people stuck in bondage, you see. And liberation, guys, freedom, deliverance comes when you understand the blessing, when you understand the unmerited favor of God that is available to you in Jesus Christ, you see. Glory to God. You see, I want you to have boldness when it comes to you approaching your Heavenly Father. In fact, say it out loud right now. Say it by faith. Say, uh, I have boldness uh, before God. I come to God with boldness, you see. Say, say, I have confidence towards God. I have confidence towards God. I have confidence towards God. Glory to God. Praise God, guys. 
Man, this is awesome. Look at what he says here in Hebrews chapter 10, verses uh, 1 and 2. I'm going to look at this in the King James and then uh, in the Amplified Bible as well. He says in, uh, in, in, in the King James, Hebrews 10, 10, 1, he says, For the law, having a shadow of good things to come, and not the very image of the things, can never with those sacrifices which they offered year by year continually make the comers thereunto perfect. And so in other words, he's saying that the law, remember guys, the law, he says, is a shadow of good things to come. And so in other words, the law, remember, is types and shadows. You see, everything in the law of Moses, I want you to understand, is actually a type and a shadow uh, that is painting a picture of spiritual reality. You see, everything that you see in the law is a type. The anti-type is found in Christ. Everything in the law is a shadow. The reality is found in Christ in the new covenant, you see. And so, of course, the animal sacrificial system of the old covenant was a type and shadow, which was pointing to the finished works of Jesus, you see. And so what he's saying here is that the sacrifices of the old covenant, which they offered year by year, continually, they could never make the people perfect. You see, they could never make the people perfect. You see, uh, the, the, the blood of animals would covers, uh, cover people's sins for a year, but it could never take away sins. You see, glory to God. It took something so much better than the blood of animals, guys. You see, it took the blood of Jesus to, 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 to do what the blood of animals couldn't do. It took uh, the, the blood of Jesus, you see, to uh, cleanse our conscience from, from the guilt and the shame and the condemnation that came as a result of us having, having missed it, you see. And so he's saying the law couldn't do that. Look at verse 2. He says, For then... Now, this is a very interesting statement here, guys. <laughs> Praise God. Look at this here. He says, For then would they not have ceased to be offered. <laughs> and so, in other words, what he's saying is, if those animal sacrifices would have been able to do what they were supposed to do, in other words, if they would have made the people perfect, if they would have cleansed people from, from guilt and shame and condemnation, he says, then would they not have ceased to be offered? In other words, uh, why keep doing it year after year? Uh, why, why, why keep 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 uh, offering these animals and, and 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 the blood of these animals? Why keep doing it uh, if if it worked? You see, and so it didn't get the job done. Why? Because it, because it was only a type and shadow, pointing the way to to Jesus, pointing to Jesus. Amen. And so he says, then should they not have ceased to be offered? Uh, because that the worshippers once purged, watch this now, should have had no more conscience of sins. No more conscience of sins. He says if, 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 if these animal sacrifices would have gotten the job done, the people should have had no more conscience of sins. Look at this in the Amplified. Amplified verse 1 says, For since the law has merely a rude, I love this guys, a rude outline, <laughs> a rude outline of foreshadowing of the good things to come. Good things to come is talking about the new covenant. It's talking about Jesus, praise God, and, and his finished works. He said the law merely had a rude outline, a foreshadowing of the good things to come. Instead of fully expressing those things, 
it can never by offering the same sacrifices continually year after year make perfect those who approach its altars. Watch verse 2. Verse 2 says, For if it were otherwise, would these sacrifices, animal sacrifices, would these sacrifices not have stopped being offered? (laughs) That's awesome, guys. Would they not have stopped being offered (laughs) since the worshipers had once for all been cleansed? Since the worshipers had once for all been cleansed, they would no longer have had any, they would no longer have any guilt or, or consciousness of sin. And so let's break this down, guys. He's saying if these animal sacrifices would have gotten the job done, then they would then 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 they would have ceased to be offered. In other words, they would have had to there would have been no need to continually, you know, keep keep sacrificing animals if they had gotten the job done. And he says, if they had gotten the job done, they would have once and for all cleansed the people, and as a result, they would have no longer have had any guilt or consciousness of sin. And so what I want you to see is Glory to God. What I want you to see, thank you, Lord. What I want you to see is is that God's purpose in salvation is to remove sin consciousness. It is to deliver the believer from sin consciousness. And he says here, guilt or consciousness of sin. And so sin consciousness is to carry guilt. It is to carry shame. It is to carry condemnation. He says, if these animal sacrifices would have been perfect, there would have been no more consciousness of sins. Now, guys, the reason this is so huge is, because, man, how much of religion teaches us, guys? How, you see, th- th- this is the law. We're talking about the law here, amen? And I I want you to see, once again, how much of religion, how much of the church is still operating in this pattern of the law. In other words, a person who thinks, I'm going to use a radical example again, uh, a person who thinks that every time you miss it, you got to run to the confession booth and talk to the guy behind the the curtain about your sin so that he can then uh, speak for God. In in other words, he speaks on God's behalf to to kind of uh, absolve you of your sins. I want you to understand that is not biblical. What that is, is it's the pattern of the Old Covenant. You see, it's the pattern of the Old Covenant. Now, a lot of believers, you may not be into uh, going to the confession booth, but man, if you miss it, you make a mistake, uh, you miss it in some area, uh, some kind of sin happens, and now you think that you got to do you know you, you maybe it's not going to the confession booth or but, but, but you know maybe you think well uh, I sinned uh, I did something I wasn't supposed to do and, and now God I, I, I believe is, is angry with me you see now God's not going to fellowship with me uh, because I sinned you see well that's the same pattern that's the same thing here that's sin consciousness you see that's the old covenant uh, if, if you think, well, uh, I missed it, and now I gotta, I gotta put in some extra hours here uh, serving. Uh, I gotta do the, like these ten goody goody things so I can be okay with God again. Well, guys, you know what the Bible calls that? The Bible calls that dead works. 
You see, dead works is the stuff that you do to try to make yourself okay with God. Dead works is the stuff that you do to try to rid yourself of sin consciousness. But it's never going to work. Why? Because you're still having more confidence in what you do rather than having glory to God, unshakable confidence towards God. You see, when you have unshakable confidence towards God, <laughs> you see, what happens is it's not that you that you don't care when you miss it. I, I said this the other day, sin uh, being free from sin consciousness doesn't mean that you no longer recognize sin as sin. It just means that the guilt and the shame and the condemnation is no longer there, you see. You see, here's how God wants us to live as New Covenant believers, you see. God wants us to know, of course, what, when we sin, you see, he's, he, he will never endorse sin. He will never condone sin. But you see, God doesn't want you, when you sin, to then beat yourself up over your sin. You see, when you are free from sin consciousness, it, it kind of looks like this. And, and I, I have those experiences, guys. Uh, i got news for you. I'm not perfect. Uh, just the other day, I had something and... I was kind of, you know, I was, I couldn't find something and I was kind of, you know, I had to rush and, and I was kind of running a little bit late and, and you know, there were some things that, that happened and I, I kind of figured at the end, you know, I, I kind of looked back and I said, well, I could have handled some of that a little bit better, you know, uh, I just looked at something and I said, well, I, I could have done better there, you see, but, but, but what happened was I just recognized, yeah, I, I could have done better there, you see, Holy Spirit showed me that, I knew that. But you see, there was no condemnation. In other words, I didn't beat myself up over that. I didn't uh, allow it to affect the rest of my day. You see, I, I was able to just kind of recognize that and, and, and just to you know, acknowledge, well, Lord, I could have done better in this area. But praise God, thank you, Lord, that you have already cleansed me from all unrighteousness. Praise God, Lord, I receive that cleansing right now. Thank you that all of my sins are forgiven. And I just move on. You see, that's how God, guys, that's how this Christian life is supposed to work. That is how God wants us to live. That's what it means when he says in Romans 8, 1, that there's no condemnation to those who are in Christ. Will you miss it? Absolutely. Will we make mistakes? Yes. Will we sin from time to time? Absolutely, guys. Got news for you. Every single one of us is still sinning, you see. <laughs> Everyone in the house has got an issue, guys, you see. But you see, God does not want you to walk around in condemnation where your sin is concerned. And so freedom from sin consciousness is, I recognize when I can do better, I recognize when I miss it, but the guilt and the shame and the condemnation is no longer there, you see. Now, now he says here in this, in this uh, Old Covenant, what happened was that the reason the animal sacrifice never took away sin consciousness, guys, was because... Because every time that people came, when, when they came to the yearly sacrifice that was made, the, the yearly atonement for sin, that's the Day of Atonement, that's, that's the, um, the Jewish uh, day, day of Atonement, is, 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 uh, comes out of that. You see, when you approach God like they did they, 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 with, with the notion 
that I gotta atone for my sins. It's about me having to, in some way, make up for where I missed it. That always will produce sin consciousness. And that is why the law could never take away sin consciousness because he says, there was a remembrance of sins made every year. Year after year, people were, were reminded by the law where they fell short, you see. And so that was continuously before their eyes. And guys, remember, the reason that God gave the law was, was to show us our need for a Savior, you see. And so, remember, this is how I keep saying it. I keep telling you that the law is a perfect God giving a perfect law to imperfect man, to show imperfect man that imperfect man can never perform enough to, to be right with, with a perfect God. And so when you're operating under that pattern of the law, I gotta do to be right. I gotta make up for where I missed it. Uh, when I have a bad day, then God's no longer gonna answer my prayers. You see, that's the pattern of the law. Uh, that's always gonna produce sin consciousness, guys. Uh, look at uh, Hebrews, chapter, uh, Hebrews chapter four, verse 16. I wanna show you how we are to relate to God in this new covenant praise god and it is really about getting free guys from from man just performance-based religion you see <laughs> well someone says alex what's wrong with performance-based religion guys it keeps people stuck in sin consciousness it keeps people stuck in guilt and condemnation and so long as there's guilt and condemnation there will never be that confidence towards God that we're talking about. Amen. And so I want you to be a believer who has complete confidence in God. Amen. Look at what he says here in Romans chapter 4, verse 16. In fact, if you're there, let's go ahead and read verse 16 out loud together. Ready? Read. Let us therefore come boldly unto the throne of grace, that we may obtain mercy and find grace to help in time of need. Glory to God. And so what God says here, what he, how he wants us to approach him, he says, let us come boldly, glory to God, unto the throne of grace. You see, when you come boldly before God, I want you to understand you coming boldly before God means you come to him knowing that the way he deals you is not based on your performance. You come to him boldly. Uh, you see, the opposite of that would be you come to him <laughs> and, and, and and you know you, you you approach him with confidence when when you did did well, but you see when you when you miss it, you, you don't come boldly. No, you see God wants you to come boldly, no matter where you find yourself right now. For and I want you to understand, whoever you are, wherever you're watching from right now, no matter what is going on in your life, no matter the issues you are facing, no matter the mistakes you have made, I'm here to tell you right now that God wants you to come boldly before His throne of grace. And what does He say? He says, if you come boldly to the throne of grace. He says, what you will obtain, he says, you will obtain mercy and find grace to help in time of need. And so grace and mercy, guys, you see, mercy is the bad that you deserve that you don't get. And grace is the good that you don't deserve that you do get. Glory to God. <laughs> you see, I want you to understand the definition of grace is the unmerited, unearned, undeserved favor of God, guys. You see? And so God, watch this now, guys. 
how do we come boldly before the throne of grace? How do we operate in this unshakable confidence towards God? We got to understand this. And I understand, guys, what I'm saying here, what I'm sharing with you, there's probably about 90% of the churches, at least, worldwide, that would probably disagree with that. But, but I'm going to show you this from Scripture. You see, like I, like I told you the other day, it's not about what I say. It's about what, is, what does the Bible say. And guys, when it comes to the nature of God and how God wants to deal with us, I got to say, there's a, there's a large portion of the body of Christ where we've just missed it. We've just misinterpreted it. And, and, and the reason is really that many people are still looking at God through the veil of the law of Moses. The veil of, I got to perform to be okay with God. And so how do you develop unshakable confidence towards God? Well, you got to understand this, that God does not deal with us based on our performance. You see, God does not respond to our good behavior or our bad behavior. That's in other words, when you do those good things, those goody-goody things, God doesn't, that doesn't really move God. Now, watch this, guys. Am I saying don't do goody-goody things? No, that's not what I'm saying. You see, it's good to do good things. You see, praise God. It is good to, to be a blessing to your community. It is good to be a blessing to the people in your life. But you see, the very moment that you think that that's going to earn you some bonus points with God, well, then you've missed it, you see. You see, we, we do good things not because we're trying to earn our way into heaven or, or we're trying to, uh, you know, earn some extra bonus points with God. No, the reason that we do good things, guys, is glory to God because we serve a God who has been good to us. You see, we serve a God who is good and because he's good. He enables us to be good to others. Amen? Praise God. <laughs> man, I'm telling you what, man. Satan does not want you to hear this word. <laughs> the devil is really upset about you hearing this word. <laughs> uh, you notice the, 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 the noise in the background that's been happening from time to time here during this Bible study? Well, it's because Satan is upset. You see, he doesn't want you to hear this word. <laughs> Praise God. And, and Lord, we just lift up whatever is going on uh, where that siren is concerned. We just heard those sirens, Lord. We lift up that situation in the name of Jesus. We shout grace, grace unto that situation. And we call it well in the name of Jesus. Praise God. Amen. And so, and so how do you develop this confidence towards God? You got to understand, God doesn't deal with you based on your performance. God does not respond to you either doing good or doing bad. No, what God responds to is what Jesus has already done on your behalf. Now watch this, guys. I really want you to get this as well. Now, while God's grace and mercy towards us does not change with our performance, you got to understand that there are consequences that come simply as a result of making bad choices. You see, God's love is not going to change for you. You see, God loves you unconditionally. But there's consequence when a person lives in sin. You see, uh, sin, <laughs> sin really 
it really messes up people's lives. You know, sin is not good, guys. And so there's consequence for that. There's consequences when a person does something stupid. Uh, what's you know what we what we said the other day is is you know a guy goes and you know steals some stuff in the grocery store and, and you get caught. The popo picks you up, takes you into a prison cell. Well, you know, well now you're in prison. That's a consequence. You see, but you got to understand God's love for, for you is not going to change. He's going to love you in your prison cell. <laughs> you see? Hey guys, thanks so much for joining me today. I'm Alex Rubit. You have been listening to Grace to Your World. To learn more about our ministry and to access the full-length audios of this and other teachings, simply head to alexrubitministries.org. For information on how to become a Grace Vision partner or to make a gift of any amount to our ministry, go to alexrubitministries.org forward slash give. Now I pray you continue to see God's grace manifesting richly in your life. And I look forward to talking to you again on our next podcast.